0: Thank you for joining me. This is episode number 264. And in this solo show, I'm gonna talk about how to manage major parental differences in your co-parenting relationship. And I'm gonna start by reading a very important COVID question from a listener. And even though we're all tired of hearing about it, this question is so important because most of you are going to relate in some way. And then after that, I'm gonna share tips on how to manage challenging decisions even that are not related to COVID, so that you can come to a solution in the best way possible. So we'll get to that in a minute. First, I'm just gonna make some announcements. Um, I've been mentioning I'm working on a Q&A show about me. For those of you who wanna get to know me a little bit better and think that I don't talk enough about myself, um, I'm allowing people to send in questions to me personally. So anything that you wanna ask about me, I don't care if it's uh, personal or not or something about parenting. It doesn't matter. You can send those to me, Melissa, at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I'm coming to the end of the time for that. So please hurry and get those questions in for me. Uh, The other announcement that I actually talked about last week, but I'm just going to mention again about the free financial reviews. They are still available, but not by me personally. Um, I am taking a step away from the financials temporarily. Still very much affiliated with the company. I'm just going to be allowing our team to be handling the workload right now just so that I can get caught up in some other areas and you know, focus on my health and my family and things like that. So if you are still interested in any type of financial services and the financial free review so that you could just sit and talk to somebody and get some financial coaching, um, explanations of some things about taxes and retirement and things like that, you can just also write to me, Melissa, at Blended Family Podcast, and I will hook you up with somebody in your area or somebody online that I think is a good fit for you. So there's that. I did take off the free financial review from my scheduling app, but you'll still see everything else is there for coaching um, and interviews. Now, if you missed last week's show, it was a really, really good one. Elise Buey was here. We were talking about co-parenting like CEOs. What a great show. Lots of tips and insight in that. So if you missed it, go check it out. And then next week, I'm going to have Linda Cormier, and she's going to be talking about how to live in heroic joy, and this is going to be a Mother's Day special, so you definitely want to come back and listen to that. And in my personal life, there's not really much going on, but I am getting acupuncture this weekend, so I'm really, really excited about that, see if we can bring an end to some of my pain and my weird symptoms that I'm having that nobody seems to understand. So I will report back on that next week, but that's pretty much all that's been going on with me. Now, I want to get to this listener question. This is a question from a stepmom, and I just feel, although we don't want to really talk about COVID, and honestly, I am sick of it too, I just feel that this is something so important. So let me read this question to you. She says, and again, this is from a stepmom in a blended family, and she says, We have two teens that while at their dad's, my house, We wear masks and respect the CDC and the school guidelines. At their mom's, they don't. Their mom doesn't believe masks work and have sent the kids to school twice, once in the fall and once in the spring, after being directly exposed. This last exposure she didn't tell us, we found out from my stepdaughter, which could have put our family at risk. My husband isn't trying to change her mind about masks, but he is trying to one, ensure healthy communication to prevent the spread in our own family, and two, be a responsible parent by not sending them back to school until there is a negative test after seven days of exposure. So we are struggling with finding some mutual respect for communication, and we also have a child together, so it's not just me and my husband. And this is a great question, and believe it or not, uh, so many of you right now if not all, are going through this in some type of a way because none of us, I don't care who you are, nobody thinks the same way and our nation right now just happens to be very, very divided and we see that that's getting worse. And I'm sure that for those of you that don't live in the United States are probably watching on your news channels and you see what's going on. Uh, There's a lot going on right now, I'm not even gonna get into all that, but it is a very divided nation and what people are resorting to is a lot of um, judgments and blaming and shaming and all of this right now, which is very normal for what we're going through. I wanted to talk to you guys about it. It's not really my place to tell you what to do or even where I stand on the situation. I really just want to kind of talk to you about how we can move through this a little bit because we're not really here to change anybody's mind, nor can we, right? We are only in control of ourselves. We have zero control on anybody else and what they do. And that's a really hard thing. I did a show a while back on how to hold space for people, even if we don't agree with them. And I think that it's so important. I don't remember the episode number, but it was probably, you know, in the fall sometime. Um, Not really sure. Sometime this year it was. But anyway, it's so important that we understand that we're not all going to think the same. And that is okay, even though we don't agree. You know, Sean and I see clients every single day. You know, we have the house cleaning business, so we're always in different homes. And every time we go into a house, we we see a different perspective on something. And we have elderly clients, we have young clients, clients with big families, clients with blended families, we have all kinds. And I see varying viewpoints everywhere all day long. And I'm sure you do too. Not any two people are going to think the same. We have different perceptions and different perspectives of everything. And that's what I really wanted to talk to you about is that no two people can ever think alike because your perspective is based on your life experiences and mine is based on mine, right? So people grow up with different kind of parents living in different places in the world with different rules, with different friends, with different schools, different traditions and structures in their family unit, different traumas in their life. They're talking to different friends, different people, different family members, different doctors, right? So everyone is going to look at something completely different. And I've already told you that two people could live through the same exact life experience, but at the other side can both come back and give you a completely different story of how that was played out. So who's right and who's wrong? What I tell people all the time, even in coaching, is you're both right. So you say, how could that be? Well, who can tell you that your opinion or feeling about something is wrong? Nobody can tell you that. Everybody has their own feelings and it's based on where you are, right? So I'll just share with you, my perspective is gonna be different from somebody maybe that's living right now in New York Or California, right? I'm in Florida. I've told you, you guys probably see it on the news that Florida, everyone is moving here now. Why? Because Florida has a different kind of a freedom right now. We are not locked down. Never were we really locked down. Our governor has um, put some things in place for us. So for me, you know, I may not be in as much fear about the virus as somebody who is surrounded by it. Right? I hardly know anybody that got it. The few that I do know didn't get very sick. Um, so my perspective is going to be that I'm not walking around in as much fear of a virus as my, my whole family lives in New York, by the way. And so somebody who lives in New York that lost maybe 10 loved ones to the virus and are constantly being fed fear every day and can't leave their house is going to feel completely different than I am. And then there are millions of variations of that everywhere with every one of you. Right? So let's look at it this way, right? We, we, we can look at the mask situation, and we can look at the vaccine situation. And we could say, okay, someone who is very afraid of the virus is going to feel very strongly about the mask and the vaccine. But I can tell you just as equally on that other side, the person that is not scared of the virus, is scared of the vaccine, is scared of the damage of the masks. So you say who's right, you're both right based on your perspective of where you're at in your life right now. So how does that help you? Well, This is really difficult because this isn't a case of just you and your ex and not disagreeing because that doesn't really matter at the end of the day. This matters more to us because we are parents and there are children involved in this situation. And we feel like any decision that we make right now can be a life or death situation. That's where we're all at right now. And we're all afraid of different things. So let's look at this. We we look at the situation with our kids and we have to understand that Well, number one, it's healthy for kids to see two sides of things, right? It is okay for a child to see that one household feels this way and one household feels that way. And then that child can then learn to form their own opinion based on facts from both sides. Now, how many of us can honestly say that we've done that? How many of us? can say that we've seen both sides and we've researched both sides of things. Not everybody can, right? A lot of us are just going based on what our friends tell us or what we've watched on the news or what we've seen on social media. So I don't feel like it's the end of the world for parents to disagree on things and for kids to see that um, as long as we do it in the right way. And in all honesty with kids anyway, and I've noticed this with my own teenagers, is that social media and their peer group is, has much more of a strong impact on what they feel and think than what their parents think. I mean, we, at a very young age, um, we are impacting them. But once they get to school age, it's just a little bit different. So I do think it's okay for kids to see two sides of things. And I understand that not all kids are at the age they can make their own decision. And again, I'll give you just another example of this because I just saw a woman... On a video last night, talking about, and she was very upset, and she was talking about wanting at her school. I don't remember what state she's in. She wanted the kids to be unmasked, and she felt that kids that are five, six, seven, and eight years old, they shouldn't be in a mask all day long, and that this needs to stop, and that they are not as affected by the virus, right? But then you turn on the TV, and you turn on another station, and you see somebody saying, um, you know, how important the masks are. So. This is a very challenging situation, you guys. This is unprecedented. We have never been through this before. So there aren't any laws, guidelines, rules for us to follow. We have to go on our gut here. And our gut doesn't always know because we are so living in fear right now with everything that could happen that the fear is clouding our judgment. And I don't want you guys to get hung up on this because I know that it's hard, but it is impossible. It is impossible to control what goes on at the other house. And I've told you guys this, um, and, and I know that it's terrible. It stinks so bad in so many ways, especially with big situations like this, right? Because we feel like, my gosh, that person has to do it our way. But you're never going to be able to control that. And I know that this affects your kids. I am aware of that. The best thing that we can do is talk to our children about the way that we feel right? And do what we can when the kids are with us to follow whatever it is that is true to us, what we believe in, right? And I think all of us really just need to live our own truth. We're not here to change anybody's mind. I know that's the hardest part because that's all I see every day is people, well, you should think this way and you should think that way. And, oh, you got the vaccine. That's terrible. Or, oh, you didn't get the vaccine. That's terrible. Well, I think that we need to let people live the truth that's right for them. We're not here to make people feel bad about the things that they're doing or the choices that they're making as long as they're not hurting anybody. Um, I see, well, what I feel for a lot of people is a whole lot of compassion right now. Um, And I think that's what we need to see more of is less anger and judgment towards people and more compassion and understanding that we all don't know. I mean, really, truly, do any of us really know the truth? We don't. We don't. Here's the last thing that I just want to leave you with on this Um, because I know that, like I said, most people are reacting out of fear right now. Um, My biggest takeaway from this, and then we're going to move on to some other things, but my biggest takeaway is if you are going to make any decision at all for yourself, don't make any decisions based on what other people are telling you to do, ever, ever right? Whether it, it's uh, the vaccine, whether it's about masks, whether it's about anything that even doesn't have to do with the virus. But we shouldn't be making a choice based on that. And I'm saying that because again, like I said, we go into houses every day and you wouldn't believe how many people that say to me, I didn't want the vaccine, but I got it because my kids made me. I didn't want it, but my husband or wife made me. I didn't want it, but everyone else was doing it. I'm not saying whether you should get the vaccine or not. You have to do what's right for you. But make that decision what you want to do, not what you're expected to do from your friends, not what other people are telling you to do. It should be on what you feel is right. And if you don't know, if you don't know what's right, then that might mean it's not time for you to act yet. Don't do something if you're unsure. Some of these decisions matter, right? And when it comes to the kids, you know, I don't know... I personally, my personal belief, and again, it's just my opinion, I don't feel that children um, should be getting vaccinated on this. I don't feel that they're at risk. It's been proven that they're not at risk, and we don't know the long-term effects. That's just my two cents on um, for kids, um, because I know that there's a lot of people right now fighting about that. And if your child is not old enough to make that decision on their own, maybe, you know, you might want to hold off or... You know, maybe have further conversations about this, talk to some different doctors, get some different opinions. And again, just do your research. Don't just take one person's opinion on anything that you do. Right? And so um I'm going to just play an ad from our sponsor right now. And then after that, I'm gonna come back with some tips that can actually help you when you do have a disagreement. It's gonna actually help you on what to do and how to move forward from that. So I'll be right back. Living the Good Life Naturally is a self-care company focusing on magnesium. Statistics show that up to 50% of the U.S. population is magnesium deficient, which can cause a multitude of health issues including headaches, muscle cramps, seizures, hair loss, and more. Kristen Bowen, founder, created the company out of her own personal health struggles, so she really cares. And she has a mission to help others achieve optimal health. I myself am a huge believer in these products and I use them on a daily basis. It's been especially helpful for my anxiety and my pain. Try the magnesium soak, the magnesium spray, or the delectable bath bombs for an extra treat. And check out the website to see the entire product line and learn more at livingthegoodlifenaturally.com. Or you can go back and listen to episode number 237 when Kristen was on this show. Don't forget to use my promo code BLENDED to receive a special discount. Order today and get your health back. All right, so I am back and we're gonna be talking about tips on how to manage some major co-parenting challenges or differences in opinion. And these could be anything, you know, Excluding COVID, right? We have school issues, addiction issues, health and mental health issues, sexual health, you know, like birth control needs. There's so many things that come up with our kids. And there's a lot of things that we need both parents to agree on some major, major decisions. And it's important to know how to come together and come to a compromise. But we know that's not always possible because people have different opinions on things. And not everybody wants to agree. And The biggest problem is that we really have a hard time sometimes agreeing with the co-parent in our life because we're coming from maybe a divorce and some other challenges with them in our relationship and it's difficult to now get with that person and and try to come together on some of these decisions but it's really really important and if you can cultivate a better relationship on decision making right then when major challenges come up like we have this year with covid you'd already know kind of how to work through some some difficulties um, with ease and we wouldn't maybe be in some of the positions that we're in right now and so by the way I hope that question the answer to my question was helpful I know that I didn't give you listener I didn't tell you what to do because I can't tell you what to do and I can't tell you how to fix that but I just hope that some of that was helpful and what I'm about to get into now I hope helps you even more so the first tip that I want to talk about is communication and we talk about communication all the time but there are ways to communicate when you want to get your point across or when you want somebody to listen to you right? If we're yelling at somebody, they're not going to be listening to us. They're going to be tuning us out. So how do you communicate with somebody and have them listen to you? Well, it starts by having a conversation, not a lecture, not a finger pointing lecture on what they're doing wrong and why they need to see it your way. Because the minute you do that, you're going to be completely shut down, right? Don't be condescending and rude. People do not like to be condescended to. Don't do that even if you feel like you're smarter than them. If you want someone to take you seriously, you have to approach things very rationally and have a calm calm conversation where you can state facts. But sometimes the best communication comes with also asking questions. So, you know, we do a lot of well, I feel this way and you should feel that way, but Trying to understand where somebody's coming from involves asking questions. So tell me, why do you feel this way? Why do you think this way is better? You know, try to get their input on things. It's super important when you're communicating with somebody. It's not all about what you want to say. That's a lecture. Communication involves both parties talking back and forth and giving one another the space to do so. Okay, so make sure when you're communicating, you stay calm, you state facts, and you ask lots of questions. The second tip is to take your emotion out of it. Now, this one is going to be really hard to do, so I'm just going to let you know that now. It's a practice. You're not going to be able to just do it, but there's lots of emotions that come up when we are dealing with a disagreement, and so for here, what there's two things, right? So you have your emotions towards your ex towards that co-parent. So that's the first emotions that you have. If you can't stand that person, it doesn't matter what you're talking about. You're not going to want to agree with them. You're not going to want to listen to them because you can't stand them. You just want to punch them in the face every time they open their mouth, right? Well, if you have that going on, it doesn't matter what they're saying to you. You're not going to listen. And also, they're not going to listen to you because they're going to feel that energy from you. So I know that it's difficult, but we need to remove our personal feelings towards that person out of the decision process that we're making. The other emotion that you need to clear is the emotion that you feel towards whatever it is the situation, right? So for instance, in the case as with the listener that wrote in about COVID, if you have a really, really strong emotion about mask wearing, and you're very, very triggered by this, and you're trying to have a conversation with somebody that's trying to tell you why they believe a different side of the mask, well, your emotions are gonna cause you to be so triggered that you're not gonna be able to hear what they're saying. You're gonna be very defensive, right? And your energy is gonna shift and you're not gonna be able to have a conversation. So it's so important to just try to remove your emotion out of it. And just another example, remove COVID from that. Let's just say, for instance, you're talking about your teenage daughter dating, right? And you don't want your teenage daughter to date until she's 18, because you started dating sooner than that and you got raped. And it was a horrible experience for you in your life and therefore you are now projecting that onto your daughter, you don't want them to date at all. And this is the type of situation I'm talking about. Your personal emotions are getting in the way. Same as in a situation, right? I've had a lot of um, drug addiction with people that I love in my life. And so now if something like that comes up, I instantly, my emotions get triggered a little bit with that. And a lot of fear pops up in me about that because I have old fears and old traumas. So I ask you to look at whatever your triggers are. And by the way, I don't know if you know this, but if you're ever triggered, and you might not like what I have to say here, but if you're ever triggered by anything... It is not the other person, it is yourself that you need to look within. Yes, that other person might have woken something up in you, but why? Why are you triggered by this, right? Because we're only in control of our own selves. So if we see that some strong emotion is coming up within us, we need to ask ourselves why. We need to ask ourselves if we're being driven by fear emotions. What are the emotions that are driving us, right? so, so important. If we could try to remove that as much as we can and look at the situation objectively, we might find that we can come to a much better solution, okay? So the next tip is to come armed with research and facts. So, and this this isn't, you know, oh, I saw this thing on social media. This is, you know, if you have articles, if you have, um, you know, good videos, things that you saw on TV that can actually um, really help somebody understand something. And, you know, present them calmly. Don't Don't just go on an email tirade and just do that. But, you know, hey, I saw this video and I thought you might be interested in it. It shows another side of things, right? And if you present it calmly, it might make somebody want to see it. We can't force anybody to see our side of things. And we can't force anybody to understand the way we see it and to change their mind. But we can show them another perspective. We can show them another side of things. So make sure you come with that. Don't just say, my Aunt Sally said that her brother died. No, that's not gonna be good enough. Or whatever it is the situation you're dealing with, right? Gather your research and facts, present them calmly if you wanna be heard. And next tip is to consider what's actually best for the child, not what's best for you, the parents, right? And are the children old enough to manage their own choice on this, on whatever decision that you guys are coming to, whether it's about a cell phone, or what a, a sport, a hobby, it doesn't matter. Whatever you're dealing with with your child, whatever you're arguing about or disagreeing about, the solution that you come to needs to be what's best for the child, not what's best for you or not. You know, who's going to win this argument? Because that's not what's always best for the child who's going to win, right? So we need to put our own ego aside sometimes and realize that we need to make the best decision that's right for them, not what we want, even if we feel that we're losing out on this. It's not really a loss, right? Is it ever losing when we choose the right choice for our child or we help them make the right choice for themselves? And if your child is old enough, on whatever whatever the decision is, then can you step aside and let your child make their own decision? And I know that's really hard and I'll tell you, it was always one of my challenges in my life as a parent because I was always very controlling with things. But by me being so controlling, I was taking away the opportunity from them to learn to grow through whatever situation they needed to go through, right? I'm not talking about life or death situations here. Um, I'm talking about things that kids can learn to manage on their own, even if it's a small mistake and they have to figure that out, that would be good for them too. And last, the last tip that I have is if you really can't come to any agreement and things feel really heavy and difficult, you can always consider a mediator or a lawyer Or somebody that practices collaborative law, that was Elise Bewey last week, she does that. Or even an outside member of the family, somebody in your church, a therapist, you know, a a friend that maybe is very neutral, somebody that you respect, maybe you guys can take your situation to them and they can help you. So just to repeat those real quick, those tips are to have better communication calm communication ask questions you're going to take your emotion out of it whether that's emotion towards your ex or emotion towards whatever the situation is you're going to try to remove the emotion okay you're going to ask yourself why you're being triggered when you are triggered and work with that you're going to come to discussion armed with research and facts to present them calmly you're going to consider what's actually best for your child not for you and your ex And also consider whether the children are old enough to make their own decision. And then last, consider an outside source person that can help you guys mediate. So I hope that those tips were really helpful for you as well as the answer to the first question or the sort of answer that I had. You know, I know it's really challenging and at times it can feel hopeless when two parents can't come to a decision when it comes to what's best for the child. And you should know that this is common and even expected in a blended family. But if we can learn to remove emotions out of decision making, it can really help us to make better choices. But it's a practice and many of us can't do it, especially because it involves our kids. I know that we feel every decision is so important. But if we can take a step back for a second and feel into it, with the more rational part of our brain, not the emotional side, then we can usually come to a decision more easily. But I would love for you to consider this, that there is a positive side to co-parenting. There's another adult that's supposed to be sharing this burden with you. So instead of fighting with each other in disagreement, how about learning to work together, right? With the knowledge that you are not in this alone. You don't have to make all these decisions alone. And sometimes an outside perspective or a different perspective can help you shift. So don't be closed off to that. You don't have to be friends with your other co-parent, but you are both responsible for parenting and for raising your children. So, and also consider this, just because you might think that your way is the only way, it just doesn't make that true. Our ego tells us not to consider the other person's side of things. But what if you just put that aside for a change and you actually tried to listen to one another? And that doesn't always mean that you have to come to an agreement. It means that you can at least come to an understanding, an understanding of where the other person is coming from and respect for one another and the freedom to coexist even though you don't think the same. I mean, wouldn't life be so boring if we all had the same exact opinion? Sometimes... I think if we can listen with an open mind, then we can have an open heart too, because at the end of the day, we don't need to agree. We just really need to respect one another and be the best parents that we possibly can be to our kids. So I hope today's show was helpful. I hope you remember those tips when you need to come to a decision. Feedback can always be sent to me, Melissa, at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.